Back as a kid, I used to be utterly fascinated with the Old Testament. Stories of Samson, David and Goliath, Noah and the Ark occupied my childhood mind to no end. I used to love sitting around and daydreaming about these awesome epic stories coming from the Old Testament. But there was one part of the Old Testament that always confused me. It always gave me a bunch of questions that I could never ever really figure out. And that was this issue of animal sacrifices. If you play Bible roulette with the Old Testament, chances are, about a one in five chance, you're going to run into an animal sacrifice happening somewhere about the Jews doing that. Hey, sacrificing a goat, sacrificing a bull, burning up entrails of goats and bulls on the, on the, the altar. Very, very gruesome, but very fascinating things. And looking back, I always looked at these sacrifices and I kind of wondered, why? Why is it that the Jews used to offer these sacrifices of bulls, of goats, of lambs? And why don't they do that anymore? Why don't they do that anymore? And why don't we do that anymore? And I mean, if we're following the Jews and if we're just, Catholicism is nothing more than a fulfillment of the Jewish people and the Israelite kind of chosen people, if we're just kind of the new chosen people, the sons and daughters of God, why don't we follow in their footsteps and offer these sacrifices? And I think to answer that first question, why were they, done, why were they doing the sacrifice in the first place? All we need to do is look back at history. Back in history, the pagans of the day used to constantly offer these sacrifices. That was their bread and butter. That was the source and summit of their entire religion. They didn't really have a religion of laws. They didn't really have really much of a religion of ethics either, judging by their conduct. But one of the things they did used to do is they used to take their, their livestock, something special to them, and they used to offer it to one of their gods. They used to kind of, in a sense, feed the god with their bulls and all this other stuff. And this comes from an ancient practice of whenever, some of the, whenever a giant ruler or a great ruler would come over to your town or come over to visit you, what would you do? You'd prepare a nice, lavish meal. You'd slaughter the fatted calf, you'd make them feel real comfortable, you'd kind of like, you know, be like, hey man, don't hurt me, like, you know, we're cool, right? Like, just kind of like, you know, make them nice and, nice and feel good. And that's what was a common custom. And if you wanted a favor out of the guy, you'd give him something special. You'd give him gold, you'd give him land, you'd give him more oxen, more lambs, whatever. All to get that special favor. And you can see that exactly in the pagans. As they were, not only did they just sacrifice animals, they also gave their, their, their false gods, their little like, you know, pagan gods, gold. Fill the temple, temple treasury up fully. They used to build temples on land and do things like that. And what the purpose of this was is they figured the things, if, the more they gave to the God, the more the God would give to them. And so they always gave things of high value. And if we're honest, and if the, the pagans were quite honest in this regard, bulls, land, gold, that's not the things of highest value that they owned. That was by far, that really paled in comparison to the most valuable things they owned. And you know what that was? That was their children. The children were the things that people valued by far the most. And the pagans recognized that. Which is why, for the most part, all throughout the pagan cultures, all around Judaism, a common practice 
was child sacrifice. I walked up to a, now a few kids that were around the church and I looked up to him and I said, hey, I looked down to him really. And I said, hey, uh, thinking about talking about child sacrifice for this homily. What do you think? You know what they said? Can we act it out? <laughs> I know, right? These kids may or may not have been the deacon's kids. <laughs> but I think it's, it, at least I, was, I had their permission. So don't worry, I cleared it with the kids. But the thing is, child sacrifice was very, very common. The Amalekites did it. Those who worship Moloch did it. Even, believe it or not, the Greeks and the Romans did it. Believe it or not, Caesarea Philippi, where Jesus looked at Peter and said, you are the rock that I will build my church, that was a Las Vegas of temples where they used to offer children to be sacrificed. In fact, the gates of hell was a place where they would sacrifice children. That's why Jesus looked at them and brought them there and said, the gates of hell shall not prevail. That's how serious this was. And yet, if we look at Jewish history, the Jews who had the same general practice as the pagans to sacrifice these livestock, to sacrifice these animals, at no point, and the Jews did a lot of messed up stuff, at no point will you ever notice, or will you ever read in any Old Testament story, that the Jews ever sacrificed a child. The Jews never sacrificed a child. Why? Because of this story right here in the first reading. Because of Abraham and Isaac. Abraham was to be the father of all the Israelites, the father of the Hebrews. And from him came only one son. That was it. One real legitimate son, and that was Isaac. Isaac was his only hope ever to have a great name. And God looked at Abraham and said, I want your son. Sacrifice him for me. God, as the scriptures say, put Abraham to the test. And so what Abraham did was he loaded up on the back of Isaac all the wood that he would need to offer him up in sacrifice and brought a knife with him and walked him up to Mount Moriah. What's crazy about that whole, that whole beginning of the story is that Isaac, if he could carry the wood that he was going to use to be sacrificed on, was a young man. It's not like Abraham, this like 90-year-old dude, overpowered him. No, Isaac cooperated with this sacrifice. Isaac went along with it which is absolutely mind-blowing. Many of the early church fathers said the only reason why he went along with it, the only reason why Abraham went along with it, because they believed that God would raise Isaac from the dead. They truly believed that, which is why this whole story is absolutely beautiful. Get this, guys. We have a young man, the son of a great father, and on his back he carries the very instrument by which he will sacrifice be sacrificed. Wood. And what does he do? He marches up a mountain. Does this ring any bells? I hope it does. This is Jesus. This is a prefigurement of Jesus. This whole story is as if God is looking down on the Hebrew people and saying, no, not Isaac. Jesus. Jesus. I don't want your children to be sacrificed. I don't need that most precious thing. I want your obedience. I want your wills. I will take care of the sacrifices. These guys, the reason why the Jews offered these sacrifices are for two reasons. One, as the pagans did, to get those blessings. But two, 
to remove their sins. These sacrifices were for the specific purpose of washing over their sins that they might be clean in the sight of God. Washing over their sins for disobeying Him constantly, day in and day out. And the fact of the matter is, they never ever had a sacrifice big enough to blot out all their sins. Until the Son of God came down and made Himself the victim. Made Himself the victim. And fulfilled all sacrifices from the beginning of time. Washing us clean of our sins by the wood of the cross. That's why we don't offer animals or goats or lambs for sacrifice on this altar. No, we do something else. We offer the Eucharist. We do the Holy Mass. And we do the Mass for three reasons. First reason, to gain blessings. It's the reason why every Mass is offered up for a certain intention. Maybe a group of people, maybe one person, whatever. We we announce it at the very beginning of Mass. We also ask the Lord. We offer Him our petitions and our prayers in the middle of Mass. Mass is all about receiving the blessings from God. But there's another reason. And it's so that our sins may be wiped away. Guys, after I consecrate the Eucharist, what do I do? I hold him up and I say, behold, the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. My friends, whenever you and I gaze on that sacred host, the beautiful Eucharist, you and I see our salvation face to face. You and I look at the Lamb of God sent for the purpose of taking away the sins of the world. But there's one more reason, a deeper reason why you and I come to Mass. And it's out of thanks. My friends, you and I, whenever we behold the Eucharist, behold the greatest act of thanksgiving you and I can ever give back to Jesus. We can give Him our wills, yes. We can give Him our hearts, yes. We can give Him our prayers, our time, our energy, our money, all this, yes. But all of that pales in comparison to the Son of God Himself. In the sacred Mass, you and I raise up the second person of the Trinity to be offered on high out of pure thanksgiving for what He has done for us. That's why the Eucharist is is actually a Greek term for to give thanks. To give thanks. At the heart of every Eucharistic offering is a sense of thanksgiving. Which is why missing Mass is a mortal sin. To miss Mass is to ultimately say, no God, I'm not interested. God, I don't appreciate what you've done. I get it. You came down from heaven. You became man. You took on the wood of the cross. You removed my sins. You did all this. But I'm just not that interested. I'd rather do my own thing, live my own agenda, and live an ungrateful life. And I'm willing to pay the consequences for it. And God will honor that decision. He will honor every single one of our decisions because that's what a good father does. My friends, you and I are here with the distinct privilege of beholding the sacred sacrifice of the Mass. And even if we can't receive Him tonight, we still at least get to witness that beautiful miracle that you and I are unable to comprehend. 
a beautiful reason for why we don't offer up goats, why we don't offer up animals, and why we don't sacrifice our children. Because the Lord took it upon his shoulders and did it himself. My friends, may you and I live in perpetual thanksgiving for that unbelievable act. Amen.